I was upset. I didn't think I had what it takes. It took a while to admit anything was wrong. Diet and exercise sounded intimidating. But small easy goals made it easy to start. Every situation is different. There are many paths to victory, but the end goal is all the same. This is the Weight Loss Podcast with Matt and Courtney, a couple who committed to a strategy and lost a combined 100 kilograms. When it comes to weight loss, you don't just need encouragement, you need a strategy. Hello and welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast. My name is Courtney and as always, sitting next to me here is Matt. Hello. And Hello. Do you want to say hello one more time? No, you're good. Okay. Hello. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> so, moving on from the hellos, we are How are you going? very excited. I'm not going to continue. We're very excited for today's episode, which is all about holidays. Us. All about us. <laughs> which is all about holidays, but specifically our holiday. So, <laughs> so buckle up for the most self-indulgent episode of this podcast yet. We're pretty excited. So the last time Matt and I went overseas was three years ago. What did we do on that trip? Where we got married while we were overseas, which was fantastic. A somber moment indeed. Ever since that trip, we've always spoken about going back to see things that areas that we didn't feel like we spent enough time in, didn't get to see as much as we would have liked to, and also go back to Central Park where we got married uh, for our anniversary, which is part of this trip Mm. so we're very excited so yes we're going back to the u.s i think we've spoken about this in previous episodes lately because we're very excited about it three years in the making so we are yes headed back this december so does that mean because now we're going on a holiday does that mean we go back to normal while we're over there this is the question that we get asked we're going back to normal aren't we so it's just our hamburgers and pizza Alcohol, you know, what we normally do because we've been on a diet this whole time. Yeah, that we're doing? No. So this is a massive misconception about going on holidays that people think that we would just go back, like we would just eat whatever we wanted. But won't our six-week challenge be over by then and we can get back to normal? No. Well, fuck, I got nothing. So the the thing with it is, the thing I always tell people that my answer to this question is what I do now is normal. So there's no going back to anything when I live in like a normal world. Aren't you in the middle of your 28 day shred diet? No, actually I'm not. So aren't you getting ripped for summer? No, but but summer's coming. No. So (laughs) it's lucky we're going away to winter then, isn't it? So, (laughs) Boom. So we, my answer honestly to people when they ask me this question is what I live seriously is my normal. So I will continue to just eat what I eat. And people say, well, how are you going to do that when you travel? Yeah. So the real question is getting serious here is how do we take what is normal to us and take it on the road with us? Because the last thing you want to do is go away and completely change what you eat. And feel like shit. Because that is what will happen. You will feel like garbage. And what is the point of going on holidays and being sick? I'll drink to that. Because literally there are foods out there that will make me physically sick and in pain. 
And the same goes with Matt. Matt doesn't have the same sort of food intolerances that I do. But when your body's not used to eating certain foods and then you automatically one day just say, hey, I'm just going to reintroduce all of this processed high fat foods. High carbohydrate foods. If I'm going to go there and spend a month basically slamming bread and pasta... I'm gonna feel. You're gonna like, feel. I'm gonna feel like physically junk. ill. Gonna feel like junk, but also just my my level of uh, my functional ability in terms of how energetic I feel will be compromised. And you know, knowing that we're gonna be on the road and you know, walking around a lot and being highly active, I don't want to feel like junk. What's the last thing that you want to do? Is just feel bloated and sluggish, sluggish and awful. Yeah, the nah. traveling process adds to that in the first place. Let alone piling on top of it yeah flying flying from where we live to the united states isn't exactly a drive around the corner no so this episode is yes a little bit self-indulgent because we're pretty excited about and it's our show this trip and it's our show and we're allowed to talk about what we would feel like i think there's going to be there's value that we can deliver here in terms of discussing what our plans are especially based on what we learned with our trip last time because that even though it was literally the trip of a lifetime, like there, there are things that we could have improved on. And, you know, in terms of now we have an idea of what we're walking into. Yeah. So the trip that Matt and I went on three years ago where we got married, that was our first overseas trip together. It was my first overseas trip in, oh, when did I go before that? Three years ago. It's been... It was a while. I think it was about seven years since my previous overseas trip and I went by myself. And that was before I started to change my lifestyle and work out and watch what I eat. So that would have been your, your drunken tour of Europe you're yeah. referring to. So that was my uh, 20-year-old tour of Europe. Um, so that was completely different. <laughs> was that the one where you were arrested? I was not arrested. I'm pretty sure. Weren't you it. arrested for, for public exposure? Stop it. You're being silly now. Matt, you had been on, before we met, you'd been on one trip, I think, overseas? That's correct. And that was to Fiji. Fiji. Yep, correct. So we had not been on a trip overseas together. We'd not been on a really long overseas trip where we were living the lifestyle that we're living, working out. We had goals that we wanted to hit and we needed to... Make all of that work in a trip. So leading into our last trip three years ago, I was actually quite anxious about how all of this was going to work. I was quite anxious about the food uh, in the US. I had not been to the US before. Neither of us had. So I just didn't know what to expect. And I was quite anxious about traveling and how easy or hard it was going to be to get food that that we could eat how easy or hard it was going to be to work out while we were over there, things you were like that. Also, you were also nervous about not not going through this trip for 75% of it, then getting to the wedding day and uh, overfilling the dress. Yeah, well, that was also stressful because, yes, we got married while we were in the US last time and we actually got married at the end of our trip. So we toured America first and we, and took, then we took the dress and the suit with us. Took the dress and the suit with us, and we actually got married at the end of our trip. Why did we do that? Well, long story. We long story short, we actually planned the trip before we decided to get married over there. So that's why it worked out that way. So obviously, then that added to my anxiety going over there was I didn't want to put on weight and or or 
feel bloated or carry excess fluid because I was eating the wrong foods and feeling bloated and then not be able to fit into my wedding dress properly. Not that you're an anxious person in general, are you? Not at all. Mm. So I definitely understand when people say to me, we have had clients say to us that they're anxious about traveling and I can completely understand because I was last time. So this time I'm far less anxious about it. Obviously it helps going back to places that you've been before. So you've got an idea of what you're walking into. But I think just the lessons that we learned last time, we were able to apply planning this trip. And these are the lessons that we want to share with you guys to make sure that it helps you maybe in your coming upcoming holidays. If you're taking holidays this holiday season. Well, it's coming out to that time of the year where a lot of people are you know, not, maybe not necessarily going overseas, but at least hitting the road. Mm. At least hitting the road and well, hey, you know. A lot of these tips can apply to whether you're going overseas or interstate. The the best way the best way to talk about it is to show what we're doing. Yeah. Ultimately. Cool. So Matt, what is the what where can we kick off here? Well, I think we start by discussing the last trip that we did, where 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 where, what we learned, where things may have gone a bit uh pear-shaped on certain occasions or certain events or lessons learned that we're going to apply now. So for example, I know that when we went there last time, we, I think we, we way overspent and way overindulged ourselves eating out. Yeah, we did. So not only did it just, like I know I felt a bit sluggish most of the trip mm. and it also tore through our savings. Yeah, I think that was the biggest thing. I don't think we necessarily, when you say that, Matt, we didn't necessarily go and eat bad food out. I think that's the reason we spent a lot of money because we were constantly going to nice restaurants, eating really not good food because... Or gigantic sundaes. Because the takeaway food that we were finding wasn't something that we were willing to eat. So around where we were staying, it was either sort of low-grade takeaway food or high-grade restaurants. So we chose the high-grade restaurants, which obviously comes and affects your hip pocket at the end of the day. So that was definitely something that we did notice where it was in some of the places at where we were staying, it was easy to find good food. It was just expensive. Especially given the volume that I tend to eat my meals. And I think because of how active we were. We're so hungry all the time. We were constantly eating throughout the day because we were we basically walked mostly everywhere. So yes, we took buses and trains, but wherever we could, we would walk. Oh yeah. So we took walking tours. Like if we had a chance, choice between taking a bus tour and a walking tour, we'd take the walking tour. Uh, if we had the opportunity just to do our own sort of mapped out out our own tour, wherever we could, we would just walk. So. We did a lot of walking. So yeah, we did get quite the appetite throughout the day. (laughs) And Mm. of course, then yes, constantly going out, buying food, it gets expensive. It adds up. And ultimately, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that could be money better spent elsewhere on the trip. Yeah, absolutely. Souvenirs, sporting events. I definitely found in our last trip, the plane flight... And my sleeping pattern's very difficult. You really struggled on that one. Yeah. I I really, really struggled with the sleep. And then, of course, once we got overseas, that did affect the first... I actually ended up getting sick, I think, because of it. So 
my sleeping patterns were off. I was obviously then run down. So about day three while we were over in the US. I think it was day two. Day two. the doctors. My, uh, I got a throat infection. I woke up, really scratchy throat, and it just got worse and worse and worse really quickly. And it felt like someone was stabbing me in the throat every time Excellent. I tried to eat or drink. So like we fun. ended up at the doctor's, which was not helpful for the holiday budget either. Um, <laughs> but And also not helpful because like it's like a waste of several hours where you're waiting at the doctor to get some antibiotics that could time that could have been better spent somewhere else so that definitely did affect me and it definitely had a lot to do i think with my sleep and hydration throughout the plane flight Mm. because yeah i definitely did not get that right so that one was a really a really big lesson for me which we will talk about all these things we're sort of bringing up we will talk about these in more detail about how we're going to be rectifying these things that we have learnt in the upcoming trip, but just pointing out things that we we picked up from the last trip. Well, I also picked up from the last one to be even more mindful in terms of selecting accommodation. Yes. Yeah, accommodation choices were good, but we oh, definitely realised they could have been better. I would say they were okay. I mean, the actual venues we stayed at were really nice. Yeah. But in terms of options to, you know, for, for example make our own food that we like and that works for us, like that wasn't on the cards. No. So all of our accommodation three years ago were, were just standard hotel rooms. Mm. So no, Nice hotels, yeah. but we're talking like the ones with those tiny bar fridges uh, that would barely fit a bottle of water. And no microwave. Yeah, no microwave. Not even as little as a microwave, let alone a kitchenette, kitchenette. or anything like that. It's just not even a microwave. And you had that one that one in Las Vegas where the fridge had all the It's weighted. Off, yeah, all the all the food in the in the mini bars weighted. The moment, the moment it comes off the scales you get charged for it. Where a lot of times in hotels you can just go to the bar fridge and just clear it out and yep. put your own stuff in there. That one in Las Vegas was a pain in the ass. Yeah, you can't the Vegas the fridge, hotel rooms, you can't the take the stuff out of the fridge. The is filled with shit and mm. you can't even take the shit out. Yeah. <laughs> You're not allowed to take it out. And then they put... A, Unless you want to pay for it. Yeah. You could pay to have a fridge put... We could have paid to have a fridge put in our hotel room, but it was going to cost us something ridiculous. So we were only there, for, I think, for three nights. We were like, you know what, we'll, we'll just deal. Um, but... Yeah, little things like that were definitely a big, I think, wake-up call for and us. And has informed what we're doing this time around. Definitely. Definitely. So I think what we do is here, let's let's talk about how we're approaching this trip. Yes. So we've sort of broken it down into what's going to happen on the flights because as it turns out, getting from Melbourne, Australia to Boston, USA is one hell of a trip. Well, we're also making a little bit more complicated for ourselves this trip because we actually have to fly from Melbourne to Queensland. So we have to fly from Victoria to, to Queensland. So the bottom of Australia to the top of Australia. Now, where's Queensland in this country? It is north. Well north. Well north. So the bottom, literally the bottom of Australia to the top of Australia, we're flying. And we are Kinda. in Queensland for, for, a few, for several days. On the beach. Then we fly from there to the US. So we then have to, as well, take into consideration that we are flying from... The bottom of Australia to the top of Australia, which is going to be really hot because it is going to be our summer here in Australia. Then we fly from there to the US 
in the start of winter. In the northeast. In the northeast. Mm-mm. So all of this sort of stuff then has to be factored in. So we're not taking much by way of beach wear, are we? No, we'll wear the same, same like two pairs of shorts for the few days we're there. And a couple of singlets. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But yeah, so all of this stuff has just made us be even more on top of our planning as well. So once we get up to Queensland, what then do we have to prepare for the plane? Because one thing that definitely noticed last time that we traveled was you, I you and plain food don't go well together i'm not eating plain food <laughs> they don't agree with me now people say why don't you just ask for a special dietary requirement food that's a good question why don't i that is a good question because i have got so many little things that i can and can't have it's a real pain in the butt and the chances are that whatever then they give me to eat is going to taste like rubbish. So I just find it easier not to ask for any dietary requirement. Food snob. Just to leave it and I'm going to take my own food. Now, yes, you double check with, I would always say first, double check with your particular plane they carrier. Call it, uh, airline. Airline. <laughs> Thank you. So when I was... Word of the day. Check with your airline you're traveling with because, yeah, I would hate to have a blanket statement to say, yeah, you can take your own food on the plane. And then it turns out that your particular airline won't let you or something like that. So double check with your particular airline. But our airline does allow us to take food on the plane as long as it's got like zero liquid. So it can't have any liquid. So the same sort of. Shout out to Qantas. The same sort of rules apply to a lot of the other liquid restrictions that you can take in terms of your toiletries and things like that to food. So as long as it's it's not got any liquid and it's in a sealable container, our airline will let us take food on the plane. So while we are in Queensland, I am going to use one of the mornings that I'm up there to prepare some food to take with me on the plane. Now, obviously as well, because of the liquid situation, you can't take like a freezer pack or something like that on the plane because they won't allow you to because once it defrosts, it turns into liquid. Mm. So you can't keep that, that sort of food cold. Yeah. 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 So you have to be really mindful when you're thinking about if you do want to take your own food on the plane. What about those gel packs? With the gel ice packs that we often use? No, because they still consider gel to be liquid. Okay. So it's the same sort of thing as like toothpaste. They consider that to be liquid. Okay, fair enough. So you can't take those sort of cooling items at all. Do they all. provide toothpaste? No, um, I, th- I think in like business class they do. Mm. All right. <laughs> um, but they, yes. So you have to be really mindful. If you are someone who wants to take food on the plane with you or snacks or something like that, just be really mindful that you're not taking any liquid and it's yeah. not something that's going to be perishable because you well, can't keep it cold. Do your homework on the airline first yes. and and, where, and understand where the boundaries are. Once you know where the boundaries are, you can then start to think, okay, how do I work within this? And that's what you, wifey, have done very well. Yeah, definitely. So I've already started to think about what sort of snacks I'm going to take for me on the plane. Also, you check with your airline as well or check with your your travel agent. We've got a fantastic travel agent who... Yes, we do. ...deals with Qantas quite a lot and she's informed me that they're really good with fruit 
on the plane. So that's one thing I don't have to think about. Which is great news so for both of us. she's informed us that if we want fruit on the plane, just to ask for it and they'll give it to you. So that's great information. So then it's like, okay, that's one thing I don't have to worry about trying to take with me. So we can have basically 15 hours worth of pineapple <laughs> on the plane. Gross. It's already there. So... I'm assuming by fruit, she's going to be meaning things like apples and... and Pineapples. Uh, bananas, things like this. But I'm looking at what else I can take on the plane and I've already started to make a couple of those uh, recipes up. So I know that it's definitely not going to affect my tummy, that I'm definitely going to be fine with it because there's nothing worse than trying a recipe for the first time, taking it on the plane and you end up feeling sick. Yeah, so you're so, doing some test runs now to see assess your tolerance to certain things. Correct. And I know that's an extreme example because I do have food intolerances. So if you don't have food intolerances, but you still want to take your own snacks on the plane, you may not do a test run and you might just... You know what? Actually, you know what? I actually think what you're doing is really uh, heads up and probably worth worth doing no matter what. Just because you don't know what you're intolerant to until you know for sure. Yeah. And you're better off doing test runs for certain things when you don't need, when you're not under pressure to make it work. Mm. Like it's the same with me. Like I know I haven't got the same intolerance as the Courtney does, but there are indeed certain food types that will not agree with me. So I can walk into there knowing there's certain things I can and can't have. But in the case of someone like Courtney who does have some question marks on some things, you've got to test it out. Mm. And I think it's worth testing out before you go. So definitely, good, good tip. So some people just take really simple things, but obviously because of me, I'm not, I'm going to have to take something a little bit more substantial because I can't. I'm not going to be able to eat the food that's on the plane. Which means. But at the same time, I can't take things that are perishable. So usually, if I was traveling just on an interstate flight, I would usually take. We take a meal. Like an actual meal, so maybe like chi- uh, shredded chicken and salad. Or something like that because mm. I'm going to eat it on the plane within a time frame where it's not going to spoil. Yep. And also on interstate flights here in Australia, again, I don't know what it's like in other countries, but here in Australia on interstate flights, you can take uh, freezer packs and, and things like that. Here in Australia? In Australia. So it's much easier than to fly with actual full meals than it is overseas. So I know some people that take full meals or they'll take salads, but they won't add the protein to it. So... You could do something like that. I'm going to be taking my protein powder on the plane with me. Some protein powder, obviously not my whole thing because they require it to be in a clear oh, you, bag. You just take enough serves to get you from where we're going to where we need to get to. Correct. It's not too hard and to I just, that out. And you just put them in the resealable clear sort of sandwich bags, the glad bags. Um, so they're resealable, they're clear. Then hopefully customs are fine. I'll be doing that, that too. I'll be doing the same thing. So that just then will increase my protein intake while I'm on the plane. Um, the one thing I will also say about the plane is definitely hydration. Yeah, so we'll be um, smashing the alcohol uh, for what <laughs> a good ten hours straight. You reckon? Have a lock us out. Yes. So obviously, no. I think everybody who might have travelled before knows that you can't take water through security. So you have to buy water once you've passed. Security $10 a litre. Yes. So it's not the cheapest mm. thing to buy at the airport, but definitely worth getting a nice big bottle. I know people say, oh, they'll just give you water on the plane. What, in the cups <laughs> as big as your pinky finger? But depending on the airline, again, some airlines will only give you a tiny cup of water. So they've got these massive two-litre bottles of water, but they don't give you that. 
They will pour it into a little cup. You're getting the kids' cup. And they will give you that cup, which is like you down it in two seconds and then you're buzzing her to come back because you want another glass of water. So Mm. that was a mistake I made actually on my very first trip overseas like 10 years ago. I didn't take water with me on the plane and I was constantly asking for water because I was so thirsty. It dries you out. I think it's like a lot of people know now when they travel – the altitude, it just dries you out. It dries your skin out. You get really thirsty and it can really dehydrate Isn't you. Isn't it also just the recycled air in the cabins? Yeah, I think it is as well. So definitely, definitely heads up, buy a bottle, a big bottle of water at the airport before you get on the plane. So you do have water. And if you run out, then you can always still ask on the plane. Ask for a refill. But definitely have a bottle with you because you will need it. Or multiple bottles if, if required. Yeah. Um, my plan is to Take buy... Several. Well, I'm going to buy a, the biggest one I can get my hands on uh, when we're at the airport and then just get it refilled through yeah. the flight. Absolutely. We will Those probably take cups several. Those fuck off, mate. Well, we'll take several bottles of water between us and just making, making sure that we've got enough not only to drink water but also to add to our protein powder to make sure that our protein... Co- uh, consumption stays up over that flight as well. So we would definitely need to have water. The next plain tip that we need to speak about, Matt, this is, I think, your your baby here, which is your sleeping routine. And why is that? Because you've you've managed to get it down pat. I really? haven't got it down pat. I This was definitely, as I mentioned before, one of the things that I did not get right on our trip three years ago. So I'll let you explain, Matt, your sleeping routine. Are you saying I got it right three years ago? Well, clearly you did because you were fine. Okay. Do you remember what you said to me before we went on that trip? Yeah, that your your idea wasn't going to work. Yeah, do you remember that? Yeah, I do. And it worked. It did. Suck it. <laughs> now, all, all I... I mean, I'm far from a travel expert. Uh, but I think I guess, we're both far from travel experts, mind well, you're you. Close, you're close to it than me. Although not you can remember much of your European trip. Uh, however, I just had this idea. I was just like, you know what? what? I, I just, I've been told too many horror stories from people who go on a, a, a decent trip, you know, overseas, etc., and they spend the first couple of days feeling like shit. Mm. And my first thought is like, well, fuck that. What a waste of a holiday. Or at least a waste of a chunk of your holiday because you feel like junk when you first get there. And I know that for me at least, and I think you can almost say for everyone because we all need sleep, that... Getting getting any sort of sleep that we can on a long haul trip is going to be some sort of you know some way beneficial because I want to get there and I want to bounce into action. Mm. So I just just took a punt and just thought you know what when we get on the flight I'm going to set my time to the destination's local time and then sleep on the destination's local time. So that may mean staying up a bit longer than usual because there's going to be the time zone differences from you know. Australia to, you know, East Coast USA, but I'll uh, I'll push through and then start to sleep on local time over there. So I did this the first time we went to the US and we landed in in San Francisco and I felt like a million bucks. Mm. I didn't hit the wall until late that night when we first got there when I would normally hit the wall anyway. Yeah, we flew after in a the big morning. day. Yeah, I, well, no, we we actually landed in the early afternoon. Oh, yeah, that's right. We got there about 1 p.m. Yeah, lunchtime. Mm-hmm. But we felt so good uh, that we just went and dropped our, our bags off at the hotel and went straight to the Golden Gate Bridge. Like, yeah, yeehaw. 
Well, you se- felt that good. I felt okay. <laughs> I felt I felt like I was here at home still. Mm. And it was the same thing coming back. When we came back, I set my time to Melbourne time here in Australia. And we landed here on New Year's Eve in, I think it was the same thing. Like it was early morning. I think we landed here mm. that day. And I didn't feel tired until as I would normally would in the evening. So I'm going to do the same thing again this time is just set, set my clock to the destination time, which would be uh, the East Coast and sleep on that time. Hmm. Yeah, it definitely worked for Matt. So it's a good little routine to try out if you are traveling overseas. I tried, I did actually try to do it. I just really struggled to fall asleep at the times that I needed to. And I really struggled to sleep sitting. Well, you're basically mostly sitting upright. It is, it is challenging. Uh, but I think, you know, setting yourself up as best as you can in terms of obviously, you know, covering your eyes to, to black yourself out mm-hmm. uh, and getting in as comfortable a position as possible. Uh, I, I actually didn't think, I think, I don't know if you remember, Courtney, I didn't think I'd be able to sleep at all. No. Because I've, I've never slept on planes before, but that time we went to the US and back was like, yeah, no dramas. So let's do it again. Yeah, and we did have a very late night the night before, so I think that helped probably. We were pretty tired the next day. Which I'm going to be doing again this time. Yeah. Is, um, like, I'm not usually an advocate for sleeping less, but the night before we take our flight, like, I'm not going to bed early. No. I want to get on that plane and set the time to local time, and then when the time comes, lights out. Yeah. Yeah, I will probably still go to bed at a normal time, but wake up super early. Same deal. So, yeah, I try to have a really long day that day that we fly out and hopefully that will mean that I will sleep. Yep. So we've covered that. Now let's move on to accommodation. Mm. So we touched on before that the accommodation last time, nice, nice venues, but ultimately in terms of, you know, what our options were for eating food, we were kind of limited to eating other people's food which I usually find to be a risk in the first place because especially with Courtney, you, you just don't know what's in there. And Courtney's very easily set off by, by various ingredients, etc. And even for me, there's you know, certain things that won't make me feel too good at all. But also, I'd rather just save the money on, you know, rather than blow it on, on eating out all the time, like spend it elsewhere. Yeah. So we've we've approached our accommodation this time just a little bit differently and a lot better. Yeah. So just to give you a quick overview, a lot of the places that we're staying really short periods of time, so like one night or three nights, something like that, we just we have just decided to stay in regular hotel rooms that all have fridges. That but they do have a bar fridge. The places that we're staying more then sort of three or four nights. So there's one place we're staying in six nights and there's another uh, New York we're staying in for 10 nights. Yeah. Those two areas, we are definitely staying in full apartments. Yep. So full service apartments, we're talking cooktop, microwave. Full kitchen. uh, Full refrigerator, oven. Yep. Dishwasher. Yep. Mm -hmm. So... That way, those times and that and those two places are at the start, the very start of our trip and the very end of our trip. So the very start of our trip, we have the first accommodation we stay in is a full apartment, yep. which is perfect. So what we will be doing is we actually fly in really late at night, so we don't get in 
until about seven thirty mm, local time. No, that, it'll be actually nine o'clock. It's about nine o'clock. Nine o'clock, yeah. So it's about nine o'clock local time. So we'll obviously be going straight to the apartment to check in and crashing there. We'll be pretty tired by that stage. We'll get up nice and early and we will find the nearest supermarket. We've already done a bit of research online as to where nearest supermarkets are. We'll also be doing going and getting some containers, some food storage containers, just some cheap uh, reusable ones. We'll be getting a cooler bag for ourselves and we will be doing a nice big cook up of food that we can store in our apartment and we can eat throughout and take with us when we're out, out and about correct and take with us and then the day before we leave there we're actually going to do another cook up put the food in the cooler bag because we are driving once we get to the u.s we are actually not flying anywhere else Could so we, we are driving or we are training it around mm. so we are going to do another cook up before we leave that apartment so we've got food in the car in our cooler bag and we are going to take it with us and that will last us for the next couple of days of travel and then once we get to new york we're obviously in another apartment and then we can do big cook-ups again yep so we've planned it out in a way where Yes, spending the money to book an apartment is a bit more expensive than booking in a hotel room. But it still worked out cheaper. That's a negligible difference, though. It still did work out cheaper for us to book those apartments than to think about buying every single meal item that you eat. So you think about having to purchase breakfast, morning snack, or meal two, lunch, Maybe an afternoon meal or snack, Maybe dinner. for us, definitely. So you're talking minimum five meals in that day. <laughs> minimum. That you're going to be consuming and you have to purchase every single one of those. It adds up. And then on top of the financial um, costs they're mounting, you're also you're adding up you know, and putting in food that you may not agree with. No. And this is something we've spoken about to clients as well when they've just been traveling interstate. Or they might be going on a camping trip or they're driving somewhere. Mm. And you say, well, put a cooler bag in the car. Like put an esky in the car. Yeah. So to take your own food is far easier and more cost effective than buying all of your meals. But also on top of that, like we know we're going to feel better as a result and have the energy that we want to have yes. just to get the most out of the trip. Yes. I mean... It's, it, it, I think it comes down to what you value. And I know for, for the two of us, we value you know, taking a trip like this and being able to maximize every minute possible mm. just to feel and function and perform our best. Because you know, the last thing that I want is for us to feel like shit dragging our asses around all these beautiful places and we just haven't got the juice to do anything. No. Fuck that. Absolutely. So I'd rather I'd rather go through the pain in the ass of grocery shopping, of researching where the supermarkets are, doing the grocery shopping, cooking all the food up. I'd prefer that pain and that uh, discomfort or inconvenience to the inconvenience of feeling like shit and blowing money on food that I don't frankly like. Yes, absolutely. So choose choose your hard. We're just choosing this form of hard, if that makes sense. Yeah, and it's definitely a time saver, especially if you're 
again, not going overseas, if you're going on a camping trip or if you're going just interstate, it's, it is a time saver. It's something you don't then have to worry about. If you take your food with you or if you're pre- prepping your food, even if you don't prep it till you get there, at least it's it's that initial time, but then it's such a time saver on the rest of your holiday because then you don't need to continue to keep finding more food. Where are you going to eat again tonight? Oh, we've got to travel here to go and get dinner. You know, it's, it's such an easier way to do it. Now, does that mean that Matt and I are not going to eat out while we're over in the US? No, that doesn't mean that. No, no, we'll get into the treats part towards the end. Like we're not going to... <laughs> We're not going to go on a diet or anything while we're over there. It's just a case of taking our normal with us. But we have already also planned out how we're going to approach having off meals and treats together, which we'll get into. Um, but we'll save that uh, for after this one. So we've just spoken about accommodation. Yes. Exercise. What are we going to do while we're over there? Now, I, I've heard this a lot as well from people that say, oh, I don't exercise while I'm on holidays. That's fine. And I say, cool. Okay, that's no problem. There's no set rule that says you have to exercise while you're on holidays. Or you don't have to. There's no rule either way. There's no rule either way. So just the way Matt and I do it though is we do still use gyms while we're away. We like it because A, we actually like going to not just using the hotel gyms, but actually going out, paying money, yes, to go to a gym because we like to see what gyms in other countries look like, what gyms in other places look like. It's actually learning for us as well with our jobs. Mm. It's definitely learning experiences, getting exposure to you know to help a fitness culture in other in other parts of the world. So there, I think there are benefits to us you know, just being able to learn more doing that, but also like we just enjoy it. Yeah, so that's us. So we do do that. So we will do some weight training while we're over there. Probably two sessions a week. I think we'll yes. keep it keep it to a minimum. Um, just to you know keep keep moving, keep active, keep strong. But like we're not gonna like I'm not gonna take like a full three, four, five day routine with me. But it's no. just you know get get a get the the sort of basic bare bones. Two days a week in the gym should do the job. Exactly, and you're not gonna maybe be able to do your exact same routine that you have been doing and that's okay because you don't necessarily know what equipment's going to be there available to you but we will still well we will still generally work it out where we do the two sessions a week and we'll do focus one on sort of the lower half of the body and one on the upper half of the body but the thing is though the benefit of being taught this sort of thing is what we do with our clients is that you can take your knowledge on the road and this is what we'll be able to do is walk into a gym and quickly go yep we can do this 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 and this Go in, hit it, get out of there. Correct. So I think I think you've sort of sold yourself short there a bit, wife, in terms of you know having the knowledge that we've got, and this is the knowledge that we give to our clients. Is you can you you can take your routine wherever you want to go if you choose to do that. What what I was trying to say though, Matt, was that you don't necessarily going to do what you've got written down in your workout program right this second. So you might not do those exact same four or five exercises, but you're going to maybe do similar ones so you might get somewhere and they they don't have a row machine but you're going to do a dumbbell row instead wrong gym well you're going to do a dumbbell row instead you know or they might not have any dumbbells at all in the gym they've only got machines actually you know which happens a lot you've just made me think of something there are some i believe there's a chain a big chain in the u.s i can't remember which one it is it might be planet fitness that actually don't allow you to deadlift. Oh, why? 
too noisy mm. and uh, apparently it doesn't make the members feel good. But I have, I have seen this online. There is a gym chain out there in America that frowns upon deadlifts. Deadlifts and you know, what, 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 what I would call the big boy exercises. I think there's one of the chains, might be the same one, doesn't like its members grunting when doing, uh, doing the weights, which means you and I got no fucking chance. Like we're out the door. Yeah. But also, I mean, there's, that's a discussion about, well, if you're not grunting, how fucking hard are you working? But well, I wonder anyway. if that's a cultural difference where do people over <clears throat> there then maybe don't wear headphones with their own music very much. It also tells me they look at exercise the wrong way. Mm. Like, oh, we've got this health club, but we're not here to get our members to work hard. <laughs> There's another term for that. It's called a fucking um, crash. <laughs> okay. Anyway, you might have a, a gym where your hotel gym is the one that you can use and it doesn't have any dumbbells at all. I've seen this and they've only got machine equipment. Which is fine, and you might be used to doing a dumbbell row, so you might do a seated cable row instead. Oh, yeah. you can, so you can definitely, you've definitely got the knowledge that you not may not necessarily be able to follow your current plan to the letter, but you're going to be able to find there's differences. Always a, there's always to be a plan able to do. B, isn't there? There's always something there's always else you can B. do. And remember, at the end of the day, you're just keeping your body active and moving while you're away, and you're just keeping up that pattern. If you do, as I said. We like to still weight train while we're away. That's our personal preference. Now, in terms of cardio... Different story. Different story altogether. We're going to be walking our asses off. Uh, I think I think the only actual cardio session that we've got planned is the Rocky workout. We're going to be we're running, running up, we're going to run up. We're going to run up the stairs in Philadelphia. And that's just because we're wankers and we do things like that. But outside of that, like we're going to be walking miles and miles and miles and miles per day. Like our legs are going to get torched. Yeah, I don't have one of those tracker watch things. We should get one. We will actually look at getting one for this trip just so we can just like show you guys that you do walk so much more than you think you're going to. I think it'd also be good for us for our own personal knowledge to see what the difference is with how how much we're moving over there versus how much we move here. Yeah, it's a big difference. So this is one thing that we did notice that earlier on, I spoke about my anxiety going into our trip three years ago, that what sort of food we were going to be able to eat, things like this. Was I going to put on weight before the wedding? These sort of anxiety things. Matt and I actually both lost weight before our wedding. So my dress wasn't too big for me. It was actually too small. Uh, sorry, it was opposite. It was I was worried it was going to be too small, too tight. It was actually too big. So yeah, my my pants got bigger along the way. And the funny thing is, like, I thought to myself at the time, like, I feel like shit, but my pants are actually bigger. Yeah. And then I think to myself on this trip, like, it's entirely possible we even, we come back in even better shape. Definitely, definitely. So the and and that really just came down to, and we still. I had treats. We're going to speak about that next. And we still did that three years ago, but it was just the amount of movement we were doing that I think really contributed to that weight loss while we were over there. Oh, we, we, we walked our tails off seriously. Uh, so two weight sessions a week, we'll do it. We'll do it together. Um, we will be looking for, you know, high, high quality local gyms. And we will, you know, adjust any exercise we need to. Perks for doing what we do for a living. We know what we, you know how to how to come up with a plan B pretty easily. 
Now let's move on to treats. Mm-hmm. Can I just start by giving a special shout out to that gigantic, epic Sunday that we had in Las Vegas last time? Yeah, it was this massive big ice cream Sunday. So this was back three years ago. I was still eating gluten and dairy. I hadn't figured out yet that those two things were actually not helping me. So I was still eating some gluten and dairy three years ago. And so, yes, we did have, I was still eating ice cream at the time. And this Sunday had 12 months worth of ice cream. It was was seriously almost (laughs) as big as like my torso. It was huge. Anyway, um, just had to drop that one in there. But what's the plan this time? Because last time, I think it'd be fair to say, like we we were having pretty much a treat every single day. Yeah. Or pretty close to it. Which, every other day, probably. Which, because which, we were buying literally every single meal we consumed, it was way easier to have treats more often. And also have food you don't normally have. So, uh, yeah... As I said, as I said on this show so far, like I didn't feel my best for most of that trip. No, and that's getting changed this time. But even then, like we're still we're still gonna, and we have set ourselves boundaries as we do here at home on you know planning our treats and planning our off meals. So I know, for example, our first day is in Boston. We are going back to the cheese bar. <laughs> like, are you with me? Yes, we liked that last Because those baked beans were the best baked beans I've ever had in my life. Yes. But what do we, you, know, you want to elaborate here on what the plan is with treats? Yeah, so there's obviously trip? different milestones while we're away as well. So in December, I celebrate my 30th birthday. Fuck, you're old. I know. I am turning 30. So I'm celebrating my 30th birthday while we're in America. It is also our wedding anniversary while we're over there. So that's two milestones already. And there's Christmas. That we are going to be celebrating. Mm. So we have already marked those two. Also, the trip's just after my birthday too. Correct. So just literally just before we leave for Queensland, it is Matt's birthday. Again. Are you going to tell people how old you are or are you just going to... I'm also turning 30. <laughs> you are not a liar. <laughs> so we are going to celebrate milestones while we're over there. So we will have a, uh, a special dinner for Matt because it's obviously going to be quite hectic in the lead up to traveling. So we are going to have a family thing here for his birthday before we leave. But we are going to have a proper dinner while we were away in Boston to celebrate his birthday. We'll have a dinner to celebrate my birthday and we will have... Probably a lunch in Central Park to celebrate our wedding anniversary. I would say that's that's a lock. So those three things are set. They're planned. Then uh, on top of that, we're just looking at the areas, uh, the the places we are going. Is there something that we really want to see that sort of epitomizes that area? So obviously with Boston. Yes, we went to the Cheers Bar three years ago for dinner. Which was just random. We just walked past and it's like, hang on, look at this. That's where that is. We just stumbled across it. And just went in there and it's like, oh shit, this is the real thing. So we will have, Matt has earmarked that for a repeat this year. So we will be doing that. Oh, we're definitely running that one back for sure. Um, I think they're the main ones. What, in Boston? They're the main... 
treat sort of designated meals that we've set for ourselves. Yeah, there's I I'm, I'm keen to find a pretty good steakhouse because mm. I don't think we had any steak when we were there last time that I can remember. I'm keen to see what what the US can bring in terms of a high end steak. Yeah. Compared to what we can get here because we do pretty good here. Well, we'll look for recommendations if you're listening and you are from the east of United States. Yeah, oh yeah, eating rec- special eating recommendations from East Coast USA, like hit us up. Let us know. Like podcast at the weightlosspodcast.com. We will take those recommendations. <laughs> I'm looking for a steakhouse. <laughs> and can I say, I'm also looking for the best pizza in New York. Oh, that's a big challenge. I want it. I reckon this is going to be like that controversial it. question, I think. I want the best pizza in New York or even just the East Coast. So pretty much from Boston down to... DC, where is the best pizza? Thanks. Which is hilarious because I can't eat it. But I guess what well, hey, just give me a slice. We will just find Just give me a slice. Because we had one slice at a sporting event last time and it was disgusting. Yeah, it was terrible. But I'm sure there's way better has that we be. are missing. There has out to on. be, yeah. So definitely those are sort of the treats that we will have along the way. But we're planning them out because I also think then we're gonna um we're gonna enjoy them more. Yeah. And we're going to sort of savor them more because like we do here at home, we plan them out with our dates out together. And just little things that we might come across. So we're obviously not going to deprive ourselves. Yes, we are traveling. If we come across something and we want it, then we will eat it. Well, you do recall the best ice cream we ever had is in New York City. Yes. (laughs) There is a repeat trip going there, isn't there? Yes, you'll be going there as well by yourself. But that's okay. I'll let you know so, how it is again. <laughs> that's fine. But yes, there are definitely going to be some things. Like we came across last time when we were traveling, lots of smoothie bars, didn't we? Everywhere. Everywhere seemed to have a smoothie bar. Every, it seems like it's either a smoothie bar or a Starbucks. Yeah. So we did have a lot of smoothies while we were away last time because they were the quick and easiest snack to have while we were out and about because, mm. again, we couldn't cook anything or make anything for ourselves. This time, we'll obviously be making a lot of our own snacks. Yep. But again, if we're out and about and we feel like a smoothie, we're just going to go and buy a smoothie. So those things are going to be there. We are not going to be super strict on this. I think a lot of the mistake a lot of people make as well as they think because you're going into a lot of planning and that you're planning on cooking a lot of your own food, you're suddenly not going to eat anything else. No, no, but we're just being more mindful this time. It is, that is the perfect way to describe it. It is just being more mindful. It's being more mindful, but also for, I think I speak for both of us where we just want to fuel our bodies to have the, the energy that we want and we need to get the most out of this. Yes. Last time it felt like I was dragging my ass. I didn't like that. No. I, I do not want that again. No. There, and the only exception is I just thought about it to the cardio question. I think actually we did do a little bit of cardio on like the first night we were there last time because we felt sluggish from the plane. Yeah. Um, I, can't, I don't think we did. No. I can't remember, to can't be honest. Remember. But... Definitely the only exception to that rule would be that if we had a particular day where whatever we decided to do that day, we actually ended up not walking anywhere or we were most, most, like mostly stationary uh, during that day. So that would be the only exception to that rule. But again, it's, it's it comes down to the way you feel and how your body feels. So if your body's feeling tired, then we wouldn't do anything else. Whereas if we felt 
like we had lots of energy that we didn't really walk that much that day and we were feeling really good, then yeah, we might do a cardio session. I I don't think we will though, just because I think I'd rather save our legs for the day after. Because if we have like, say a day where we're not moving much, the next day will not be like that. True, true. It depends on what you've got planned, but that would be the only exception. Well, knowing, knowing us as we do, like we're going to rack the miles up. Yes, we will. It'll be really interesting to document, actually, you, you know, exactly how many Ks we you, do you while know, we're away. You know what we're like, and you know what I'm like when it's like exploration time, like let's just go everywhere Yeah. and just see what's there. So I I, I, I personally will be surprised if we need or, or even feel like doing anything apart from the stairs yeah. in Philadelphia just because our legs are going to like, they're going to get worked. Definitely. I think that's a wrap. I reckon that's a wrap. So yeah, we, we're... We've spoken about our own holiday far enough. We've probably <laughs> indulged ourselves quite enough now. We're at the about to go to the 52-minute mark of the episode. So how's our form? Well, I actually hope those tips are helpful, though, and discussing that is helpful because, as, as I said at the start, a lot of our clients do tell us that travel is quite an anxious experience for them. Well, this is our plan, and ultimately we're going to assess how it goes and we're going to report back on how, how it went because it's it's life. You just do shit and see how it goes and learn from it. Well, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think, Courtney, back me up on this. I think we'd be keen to get some travel tips from yourself because there's probably a good chance that you've done more travel than us because we're still fairly new to this. So podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com, please email us with your own sort of travel insights or travel tips you want to pass on to us. Definitely. Because yes, we spend our life teaching people things, but that doesn't mean we can't learn ourselves. Yeah, we're definitely not travel bloggers. So Yet. we are not we experts at all of this. We are only going by experiences that we had three years ago, which is the game that was our first overseas trip together. And the first one we had taken well the first one i had taken since changing my lifestyle so and the first one you took sober as well stop it so we are definitely new to this and i think that's a great idea matt i'd love to hear some of your tips if you and experiences yeah if you have any anything that you'd like to share we'd love to read them out on a future episode what's our email address podcast at the weight loss podcast.com or- re- well yeah we'll be, we can actually do we can actually read them out on an episode when we get back where we do a bit of a debrief in terms of like, this is what we planned in this episode. Then when we come back, we can record what actually happened. Yeah, but it'd be also great to know your suggestions though now because oh, for sure. if there's something, something you might have an awesome idea that we are going to actually try out on our yes, trip and we will report take it back on how it goes. Yes, so we, we, are, we are not above taking good ideas from people and stealing them. No, and we are definitely not above trying... In, any, anyone who's got a good idea, throw it our way. We are, would Hit love us to up. hear it. Hit us up. So. Uh, you can also contact us through our Facebook page. Which is? The Weight Loss Podcast. All right. Uh, close it up. That's it. Yes? Yeah. You want to uh, wrap it up? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were going to speak. That is it. Have a great week. We will see you next Monday. Ciao. Get more free tips, listen to previous episodes and contact Matt and Courtney at theweightlosspodcast.com.